0: I didn't even mean to like really talk to him, but I hit a layup on him. I did a move, hit a layup. We were playing at uh, in instable Center, yeah. and I was like, I must. I think I said like, yeah, boy, like nothing crazy, but like I didn't mean to mean to talk to him. Yeah, he said, "Fill me," filming. and he was like, "I'm excuse my language." He's like, "Who the fuck are you talking to, rookie?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> This is Friends of Friends, a show about friends and affiliate of friends being involved in high-priority culture trends in order to push the culture in the right direction.
2: Welcome back to the Friends of Friends podcast. In this episode, we're joined by a current Boston Celtics guard and former Pacific Northwest standout. Through his four years at the University of Oregon, he started 140 out of 144 games, including every game of his sophomore, junior, and senior seasons. He was the first player in Pac 12 history to register 1,900 career points, 500 career rebounds, and 600 career assists. Without needing further introduction, please welcome onto the show, Peyton Pritchard.
0: What up, y'all? Peyton, Oregon boy, Oregon grown. And uh, obviously, I play for the Boston Celtics now. So excited to be on here. The, the people's
1: champ, man. The one everybody's <laughs> been waiting for. This is the episode.
0: For sure. For sure. I'm, I'm ready.
1: All right. Already requested. all right let's jump into these questions so first question we have for you is uh how did you feel about your last season being cut so short and how did you feel about the team did you feel like that was a team that could that could make a deep run or what was what was the mindset about that team you're talking about my my senior year of college yeah Yeah. for the ducks yeah
0: it it was tough um you know i think it was more tough for like players that like didn't know what their next step was going to be so for Mm -hmm. me I kind of felt like I already solidified myself. I knew I was going to get drafted. I didn't know exactly where, but for me, I knew my playing days were over. But as far as the team goes, I thought we could have won it. And, you know, you know, brought our championship back to Oregon, which would have been crazy. Bringing it back to that campus, I can't imagine
1: yeah. what. like The 30-U's was going up. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It would have been crazy. <laughs> Everybody would have been back there. Yeah. So talk to me about uh, winning Pacto Player of the Year. What was that accomplishment like?
0: Oh, no, it was special for sure. Um, you know, just through all, all the ups and downs through college, the years that I had highs and then the, the lows. And for me, just like staying, grinding and working. And then to reach that point, it just shows you that, you know, everybody goes through tough situations, but the ones that make it out are the ones that like keep their head down and, and just stay stay focused. So, For me, it just showed that, like, that's true. Um, And I'm always going to keep working like that. Yes, sir.
2: Stick to the grind. Exactly. Let's jump back a little bit. Uh, When did your basketball journey begin?
0: When I was young. uh, I played every sport growing up. Um, You know, honestly, I didn't know I was going to really – a lot of people don't know this. I was going to go to – I went to Westland High School. Uh, Most Oregon people know that. But I was actually going to go to Lake Oswego. Uh, not even for basketball. I was going to go for football, and like just focus. Jeez. on football. Um, because <laughs> I actually quarterback, so I was getting recruited for like football probably before f- basketball. Um, but like smaller schools and stuff like that, but nothing crazy. But mm. um, my dad I actually thought I was I'd be better at football than I was at basketball. So but I decided to go to
1: Westland, and I fell in love with basketball. So. The rest is history. So next question: wow. What was your what were your emotions like on on draft night? Did you know you're going so high lottery, or was it just like a waiting process?
0: Um, you actually don't know at all. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought I was actually going to go to the Detroit. So mm-hmm. I thought I was going to go to the Pistons. Um, but you know, obviously, on draft night, a lot of things happen, a lot of trades happen, so you never know what's going to happen. Um, but you know, I ended up at Boston. Obviously, it was a great, unbelievable situation. And it was emotional, but I think it was actually more emotional for my family and my parents just because they've been – they've sacrificed so much for me for me to reach that point. So it was it – wasn't, it wasn't just emotional on my part, but the whole family in itself. I felt it. Yeah.
2: Everything came full circle. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. So who was a player that you looked up to as your game progressed?
0: Well, my favorite player growing up was Dwayne Wade. That's why I wore number three growing up. Um, Just, you know, obviously 06, that 06 finals against the Dallas Mavericks was crazy. That's when I fell in love with D. Wade and what he was about. Um, But for me now, it's just like, you know, I look up to all the the great ones. Um, I try to take things from everybody's game, leadership qualities, what they do well, everything. You know, for me, it's always about trying to take things from each player and add to my own own and and build my own you
1: know game and stuff like that yeah so what would you say is the most important game you ever played in and why most important game yeah it could be nba college it doesn't it doesn't matter high school yeah
0: yeah oh man that's tough uh god i played in a couple crazy ones um you know honestly you know, high school, it's tough to pick one. Um, you no, know, I'll do a high school game. I'll do a college game and I'll do an NBA game. Yeah. Um, all right. High school was probably my freshman year of high school. We weren't supposed to win and we played uh, Lake Oswego. They were like number seven team in the country, undefeated. And uh, we beat them in the semis and nobody had beat them all year. And then so that, that was kind of like my coming out party. Mm. Uh, everybody, I was like 15 years old. So that was, that was crazy. Um, in college, probably the craziest game was um, Washington for the Pac-12 championship, the tournament, when I, I dunked it. When well, you got the bang
1: out? Yeah, that
0: was because that we was, like, on a 10-game winning streak, and, like, that just kind of, like, put us in the tournament and everything like that, which was, you know, we weren't even supposed to be there because we were just doing bad at the time. And then last year – Last year was tough because, like, there's so many games. But, like, just playing in the playoffs against the Brooklyn Nets, which I think we all know they probably would have won the championship if they're all healthy. All
1: healthy, yeah, easily um,
0: okay. You know, they were unbelievable but for our team just to, uh, to like, play against them and, and see where we match up because, you know, we're going to have to play them again next year and the year after. So
2: that was probably an important series for us. Definitely. So what was your first playoff experience like? How was the energy? What was your mood going into it? Uh, it's crazy. The
0: intensity is nothing like regular season. So mm. everybody ramps it up. Your your port is a lot longer. You know every player's tendency. Mm. Um, like you really dial everything in. You know what he ate for breakfast. Exactly. No, you know, really, you know everything, and then the crowd is crazier. Like you got everybody yeah. at the game. So when we're in New York, you know, courtside, everybody's there. Anybody you could think of, that you movie star, singer, you know, just yeah. uh, everything's just a different level of intensity.
1: Yeah. All right, talk to me about that transition from no fans to fans. Was it like, dang, I'm finally in the NBA, seeing all the fans, or was it like, uh, I'm still just hoping.
0: No, nah, I mean it was, it, you're always just hoping. So for me, but like it's it's way better playing in front of fans. For yeah, sure. But like I got a different side of it because when I'm this is my first time playing against. Like my first two games was against Milwaukee Bucks,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then my second game. yeah this just dumped to, to
0: Exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually against. And my second game is against the Brooklyn Nets on Christmas Day. Sure. So I'm playing it on Christmas Day, and then I'm playing those two teams. So I'm like, you know, the fans. I was kind of more like. I was more shocked of like, oh, man, I'm on the court. Like, I'm really here
2: now. Like, Yeah, playing, playing against Kyrie. It. Yeah, exactly. So Kyrie. I was
0: more like, Damn, this, I'm here. And then when, you know, when the fans came, then you just get the other side of it, the how much bigger the stadiums are and how wild the fans can be.
2: That little boost for sure. All
1: right, so was it playing Milwaukee where you had your uh, Welcome to the NBA moment? Was it a specific play, a specific player you guarded? Well, where was it? Uh yeah, um actually, probably
0: it was in a preseason game and KD hit a pull up. Caught you slipping? No pull up three, just like from deep, Mm. but like in transition. And I I just remember like how big he was and he was running at me (laughs) like like a guard and just swish. And I was like, oh shit. Boy's
1: two (laughs) forty seven feet.
0: Oh wait. Yeah, no, it was crazy, with he just, and I was like, damn, okay. (laughs)
1: I'm in this thing. young buck. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I'm in this thing.
0: Exactly.
2: So what would you say basketball has taught you that carries into other areas of your life? Discipline.
0: Um, You know, I just think it's it's taught me, like, you know, like, priorities in life. For me... Uh, I've learned how to be disciplined and make priorities and what I need to be successful. So I carry that in everything in my life. So, like, you know, I'm really routine in what I do as far as, like, my daily schedules and all that. So that's kind of what it's carried over to and just, like, doing everything that can help me be a better
1: player, but person in life.
2: Yeah. Keep the main thing the main thing.
1: Yeah. Man, I was going to ask you to give some advice to the young Hoopers, but it might just be that.
0: Uh, for real, I mean, it's just, a, it's really just about, like, I mean, everybody says it's like grinding, right? But a lot of people don't know what the grind is like or what it takes or anything like that. But the biggest thing is just being like um, consistent, you know, like it gets boring, but doing it daily, everything daily, it's just a routine. And then you start getting better and better. And once you get better at that routine, you add on to it. And that's that's kind of how I am. I'm very like kind of OD on that area, like routine. And then Peace by I, Piece by piece. Yeah, like, once I get better, like, once I get better at this drill, I add on to it. Like, I add a new move with like, anything. So then it just – I can see my growth. Yeah.
2: So that takes a lot of – a lot of longevity with being consistent and keeping that mindset. So how do you stay focused and kind of how do you lock in uh, throughout, really, the off season and even into the regular season?
0: I mean, it's tough. You definitely – like, I think that's every person's struggle in life. I mean, yeah. even for me, like after the season, you're, you're tired, you know, you want to like take a break for a little bit, which is good. You got to take a mental break. But once you get back, you know, you got to you got to do what matters. And like I said, it's priorities in life. You got to set aside what is more important than others. So, you know, it can be boring and, and it's a lot of sacrifices.
2: That's real. All right. Now we're going to transition to our fast questionnaire round. What are your favorite kicks
0: to hoop in? That changes every year, but you know, honestly, I think I would have to go with KD's or Kyrie's for the most
2: part. Okay, certain colorway.
0: Uh, you know, I usually stick with the Oregon edition just because it, it kind of reps the hometown
1: okay. on a, on the big stage, so I like that. And when we we know Uncle Phil is, uh, you know, he's a, he's paying a little bit, you know, a little, little check here and there Uh, good company they show love all right so best trash talker in the nba or college who is a feisty one i don't know
0: college as much i I could tell you like what places i like to play in college because like the fans were nasty okay hit us always washington i loved playing at washington (laughs) (laughs) Colorado was actually one that always packed out against us because they were always ready to play us. And then the second one, I mean, the, probably the number one, though, is Arizona. That game used to be crazy. I bet that's wild. That's yeah. a few
2: for sure.
0: sure. I used to look forward to those games, especially Washington, though, because just I grew up playing in Seattle all the time. So, you know,
2: obviously when we went to, to play there, I was ready. Yeah, you dropped that 45 piece, something like that.
0: That was that was at like uh, Arizona, but at Washington is when I hit, the, you hit line.
1: the game winner. Yeah, he said it was his city. If <laughs> y'all talking about, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was fun though. That game was crazy.
2: Who would you say has uh, talked the most trash to you in the NBA? Uh,
0: yeah, Montrez Harrell.
2: Montrez, yes, it okay. wasn't
0: even crazy. It was I went up for a layup and. I didn't even mean to like really talk to him, but I hit a layup on him. I did a move, hit a layup. We were playing at uh, in Stable Center, yep. and I was like, I must. I think I said like, "Yeah, boy, like nothing crazy," but like I didn't mean <laughs> mean to talk to him. Yeah, he him. said, "Film me." <laughs> and he was like, "I'm," excuse my language. He's like, "Who the fuck are you talking to, rookie?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He and then he started like he started coming half court. He was trying. He was really trying. They yeah, like, coming sideways. Yeah. I'm like. I didn't really
1: do much, but okay, <laughs> whatever. Beware of a man in M1s, man. Be, be cautious. Be nah, cautious.
0: He's, hey, he's a dog, though. I, I respect him, though. Who is your favorite trainer? Favorite what? Trainer. Favorite trainer. That's tough. It's tough, because, like, I've had, you know, I think my only, like, trainer, trainer, is a guy named, like, there's been two. Um, you know, a guy named Fluffy. Uh, that hmm. Portland area JJ you probably know who he is come on now um and then a guy named Casey Treheke who's from Los Angeles who, who was always with me so those two were like kind of my trainers growing up um obviously my dad it's I don't like to consider him a trainer but like
2: he's yeah. always been there I wouldn't that's be, that go-to
0: yeah like I wouldn't be here without him but then the rest are just like my coaches my college coaches you know somebody in college a guy named Josh Jamison he was on the staff uh like work with me every day. And so like he's like my uncle. So you know, like there's certain people in each stage of your life that you come across that you need
1: to reach the next point. And so I like see. and I
0: think every player gets that.
1: Yeah. All right, favorite city to travel to? Miami. Sheesh.
0: Not even close. I just I just think it's because Boston is cold, it's snowy during the year, and then you get to Miami, it's hot. Short, man said so he needs some top. sun. The, right, yeah, the mm-hmm. yeah. it's nice, the food is good, we're on the beach, like it's definitely nice. And then I always like going to the West just because, you know, I'm a West Coast boy, but, but yeah, I would say Miami first.
2: What would you say your favorite arena is to play in?
0: Arena. You know, I think it's tough. It's, you know, Madison Square Garden.
2: Mm-hmm. The Mecca,
0: Tough. State Center. Tough. I mean, even Brooklyn is kind of is fun to play in, but I guess you're gonna have to ask me that question next year, though, when I get all the fan experience, like every yeah, true, true, true. I don't know that aspect, but I know that, like, you know, when you're playing in those those two stadiums, you can feel the the difference.
2: So, who has been the best teammate so far in your life? In like in the NBA or just in life? It can be in the nba or just in general in life well i can be biased
0: you know anthony yeah my brother he's been there with me so like like it just that's he's automatic gonna be number one just because you know we, we live together and all yeah, that. that's family pretty much um you know in the nba like my vet kind of was a, a jeff t he put he's with the bucks now in the finals but he's just hella funny like I, mean, I, I like he was hilarious but he just helped me out like so much about different things and just a cool cool dude and like you know like
1: always was always there for everything gotcha all right next question best hip-hop artist you listen to right now blast okay yeah okay yeah New album new album
2: little tape two came out yeah
0: yeah hey how much okay i can relate
2: (laughs) best food spot on the east coast something that most west coast people wouldn't wouldn't know about
0: Lola Forty Two or Bartaco here in Boston is my like my two favorites.
1: Okay,
0: I got a bunch, but those are my two top ones.
1: The go yeah. All right, what's the motto you live by?
0: Motto, I'm I would like to say loyalty. You know, I like to be loyal to to my 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 family, my friends, and then just in life, being loyal to to my family and people that are like. You know, that I care about that care about me and always taking care of them. Um, I think it comes full circle. So, you know, for me, I'm in a uh, financial situation where I can help people out or like just do little things to show that I care for them and, and all that. So that that that's important to me. Um yeah. and
1: keeping yeah. those people close. All
2: right. Second to last question. What is your favorite dessert? Something you,
1: you could snack Talk to after me. a nice glass of wine. Chocolate chip cookies. Okay. Chocolate chip cookies, toll house Chocolate.
0: Oh, Elijah. We so me and Elijah got a favorite dessert. It's called you ever been to Mastro's? Yeah, butter cake from Mastro's. Butter cake. butter cake. Oh my gosh, JJ, it's like that.
1: It's impeccable. Apparently,
0: it's different.
1: <laughs> it's different. I heard you. All right, last question for you friends of friends podcast or any other podcast?
0: Like for, for, for this top
1: podcast. Yeah, which one hey, you rock with? I'm going to like? with my boys. Come on now. Got yeah. to
2: rock
0: with us. Easy,
1: it. Come on. easy, we'll
0: easy, about. easy. Got
2: to. All right, so now we're going to transition to our last segment. We just want to thank you for coming on to the Friends of Friends podcast. So now if you have anything you want to plug or shout out in this last segment, the mic is all yours.
0: No, I just want to shout out to, to my boys, my two boys here. What y'all doing is, you know, keep grinding and, you know, keep doing this and, you never know where this, this could take you, Um, you know, more people start following and then the bigger it gets, you know, it can be crazy and and it can be special. So, um, you know, obviously I'm thank you for having me and hopefully I can be back on here again after next year or something like that. And we can talk about something crazy. Easy, easy, easy.
1: You will now. We in here Exactly. Thank you all for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe and share with your friends. For further updates about the podcast and episodes, follow us on Instagram at friendsoffriends.pod.